Troy. Hi. How are you? Oh, you look gorgeous. Oh, sorry. Just, I don't know. It's just the way the light conscious. What's going to be your skin? You're beautiful. You look, be you look beautiful. A new skin regiment. What are you doing? You look bloody brilliant. I can't get over it. You know, I'll tell you. I love, I love you. What? Who said that? Who said that? Is that corny me saying that? I'm in love with you. Is that mad? Is it mad that sometimes you, you the person listening to this podcast, sometimes I kind of like have these like fantasies. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, like you and me just kind of run around fields of wheat. Is that weird? And like uh, that song, you know, shut up and dance with me. Oh, no, you did look back. And then you're right on me. And then we're like spinning around like our hands, you know, in class, in, 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 in clasped. <laughs> our hands are in clasps. And we're spinning around in circles in fields of wheat. And we're like pushing over wheelie bins. Shut up and dance with me. Some farmer comes out in like a, a kind of a onesie with his bare arse, you know, a little flap for his bare arse. And he's like, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, get over fucking old timer. We're young and in love. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we are in love. Maybe we are in love. Maybe you and me are do become in love, whoever you are. You're, you're a woman or a man or envy. Maybe you and me become in, uh, infatuated with each other. And, you know, and look, it, go, it goes well for, for a while, but I can't. There's just, just this dynamic is wrong. <laughs> the dynamic is wrong because you're a fan. And you're a fan of the pod and there's a power in that. And I, I fucking exploit it. I exploit it. I start gaslighting you. I start gaslighting you. And I'm like, don't be hanging out with you. Ah, your mates don't get me. This is my process. I'm hungry. Make me a sandwich. How am I supposed to make gold when I'm hungry? I'm so sorry, babe. You know? And then, I'm, so I'm actually kind of grateful that we have that. You know, I'm grateful we have this distance. I'm grateful we have this distance. That you're there on the ear hole, and I'm here on the mouth hole. <laughs> you know? And that's just the way it has to be. Otherwise, oh my God, we would just spiral. I would spiral. You'd be fine. You know? But um, but look, hopefully that doesn't hopefully you know <laughs> that doesn't happen. But in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, how are you though? How are you? Look, I know I've kind of gone through this whole thing in our, in um, just you know I don't want to hurt you. Do you know what I mean? It's important to set boundaries. This audio, <laughs> this audio thing is as far as it can go. No, look, how are you? Are you good? Look, I'm excited now for this gig. You know, I've got these pony gigs coming up. I'm excited about them now. That's what I've decided. Well, it's not even what I had to decide. I am excited. You know, sometimes you can get these butterflies. And you have to think to yourself, are these butter fears or excite moths? And I think now they've revealed themselves to be excite moths. So uh, it should be a good gig. Good couple of gigs. Uh, kicking off, though, in Galway on the 26th of February. This Saturday, uh, in the 26th of, uh, of February, with special guest Shane Daniel Byrne, the legend. The hilarious man. The guy I just sit there when he was on the podcast. I'm like, wow, funny fucker. Not even listen to what he's saying because I'm thinking how funny he is. He's going to be joining me for the show and for the Limerick show uh, on March the 4th in Dolans. And there are tickets still available for those gigs. And um, and it should be fun. And like, I, you know, they are excite moths, the feelings that I'm feeling now, you know, um, which is why <laughs> I think I've. I can't remember which part I was talking about it on, but I, you know, I, I am, I am looking at alternative uh, mental health <laughs> practices this year, um, and I'm, I'm, I was doing the therapy thing for a while, and it was fine, and I, and I got a little bit out of it, but I realized that there's nothing really. 
I kind of thought that I was kind of hoping that there would be not hoping Jesus Christ I was going to say I was kind of hope no not like trauma or anything like that but I was kind of hoping to make you know there's something that's like oh that was a thing that made me think this thing and now I don't think that thing anymore and we would unravel it but I'm I've been pretty this, this podcast has made me as I said scrape the bottoms of the barrel from my memories and um, it's all good unfortunately it's all been pretty good so uh, everything else is really just on me I think at this point I can't blame my parents for anything else really um, it's all on me so I've been looking at the kind of alternative things I can do for my mental health um, some of them physical some of them taking up classes in various things you know um, like looking at jujitsu um, I was looking at CrossFit for a while and then everyone was like it's bad for your knees um, so I think I'm gonna might go with jujitsu where people tear your limbs out <laughs> instead um, but watch the space it'll, it'll be all after the tour but I am looking at taking the money that I would have put into therapy um, and looking at how I can best use that. And what I'm looking at at the moment is hypnotism. I'm looking at a hypnotist. Uh, I've gone to a hypnotist. I've seen him twice. Um, and I bawled the, fir- <laughs> I bawled the first one, unfortunately, because I started asking for stuff. That, and then I changed my mindset, didn't I? No, I actually don't want that. I want something else. <laughs> it was like I put in an order in a menu for someone to fucking remap my mind. And then while they were in the kitchen, I was all like, actually, do you know what? I'll go with the chicken you know <laughs> so um i want to be a chicken now instead no i well this isn't i i've talked about this guy already i i i got onto some hypnotist and i sent an email and the chap called me straight away which i thought was sketchy enough right picturing this guy waving his watch back and forth no one in his office his phone starts ringing he blows the dust off and hey hey how are you doing uh, let me let me let me do a total neural remap on your head and it'll be months, two months' wages, you know. He would charge an extortionate amount of money. And he was also giving me the Jordan Belfort kind of hard sell. He was like, give me three options, the, the cheapest of which is still a tenth of what this other hypnotist was charging me, um, who, I, who I've actually gone to go see. And he was acting very assumptive language, you know. Yeah, you'll do that for me, right? You know. <laughs> so which one will you be going with today, you know? And like... Anyone who picks up the phone to call a hypnotist, I'm imagine is pretty easily influenced, right? Like me, you know, like me. I just have to, I just have to kind of, kind of like you. I'll even not fully like everything you're saying, but uh, you know, if I want something, I'll be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's you're speaking exactly to my soul. You know, reading horoscopes, being like, how do they know me? Like uh, I, so for, I do not have to kind of treat that with kid gloves and be like, I might have some extra influence on this person that maybe I need to just be careful this is exactly what they want but he was trying to hypnotize me over the phone um, <laughs> and I almost said yes but then I decided to go to this other fellow who had a bit of a kind of calmer demeanor didn't seem to want me <laughs> so I wanted him and um, and I met up with him and uh, I, I told him what I wanted right I wanted more drive right I wanted more power I wanted to be like someone you see on YouTube that hacks their day and does more before six o'clock in the morning than most people do in their fucking week, you clown, right? That's what I was after. Um, it was a bit more kind of drive, right? Um, and so he was taking everything I was saying. He was like, okay, yeah. And then he kind of got down to the nitty gritty, you know, why don't you have drive? Why are you distracted? And it ultimately came down to this thing I was saying about when it's kind of, when I feel like it's a big thing that I want to put myself into, put myself put a lot of myself into like this show you know i find that the things that come out of my head have to be really special rather than just getting everything out of my head and then picking and seeing kind of sifting for gold in that way you know and so he was taking all this like yeah okay so it's, when it's about you when it's about you when you feel that it's exactly it's in line with you know 
this is who you are. You feel a bit vulnerable to try and kind of share that. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I'm like agreeing to it. Like, you know, you go to the barbers and you try and explain what you want, even though you shouldn't just, you should just stop being such a toxic fucking man and go in and show a picture of Jason Momoa and say, just give me that, <laughs> you know, but you're trying to explain what you want your hair to do. And then you think that they have it, but they're not, they don't exactly say what you say back. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. Cause you just don't want to push it anymore. Cause you're so fucking Irish, you know, that, but for your mind <laughs> and how your mind works, that was the kind of vibe I was getting off him. Um, because, and also I was kind of thinking. I want him to help me stop procrastinating, right? But maybe I don't want to stop procrastinating. Maybe procrastination is just something you can't really stop. It's not really binary because there's there's layers to it. Smoking is like you're smoking or you're not smoking, right? Drinking, you're drinking or you're not drinking. Um, with with procrastination, it's like, so I need to be kind of an elite. You know, I need to look at my to-do list and constantly be working on it. Does that mean me never looking at YouTube ever again? Does that mean me not resting when I need to rest after a show, you know? Um procrastination i i don't fully know what procrastination looks like you know so if i don't know what that looks like how can i tell my brain to stop it you know so i was getting a bit worried about that because also procrastination was like like uh, i beat myself up for it all the time the other day i was i was doing stand-up at night and you know i'm up early enough so it was a long day of just i was kind of faffing around i wasn't wasn't really doing anything you know i wrote a bit of the show i practiced a bit i went for a walk and then I was kind of like, I'm going to get fucking back into bed. I'm going to have a nap. And I had a nap during the day. And then Terry came home early. And I shot downstairs like I was in trouble. <laughs> and even Terry was like, what are you doing? Are you having a wank? You act, you act like I caught you doing something. And I was like, oh, no, just, ah, oh, fucking, I feel like it was a bit of a waster today. I didn't really do much. And she's like, but you have that gig later. You're, you're, you're doing that, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, so why wouldn't you rest before? And I was like, oh, I love you so much. I love you so much. Maybe I will have a wank now. Um... <laughs> no, but I was so, I was like, yeah, I do do that. Like, but I always do that. And I, I don't recognize my own patterns, which is sometimes it's not procrastinating. Every time before a gig, I don't do much because I do kind of maintain my energy. And it's not, it's not a, a conscious plan. It's what I do. So why am I doing the thing that I normally do, which is what works? And then, call, you know, this is any good. This is getting a bit self-indulgent now. But anyway, I got onto the hypnotist and I said, look, I don't want you to help me with my procrastination. I actually love my procrastination. I want you to help me stop um, getting McDonald's breakfast. So uh, that's what we're going to focus on. Well, we're going to focus on the whole snacking in general thing. The, my whole treat culture that goes on in my head where everything's a treat. Pig watch. Um, maybe no more. Watch this space. Hopefully we'll do something with that. Anyway, can I tell you about I have a guest this week? I have a guest this week. And she's fucking brilliant. I know. Listen, this is technically her second time on the show. She joined me for the Home Alone commentary with Kevin McGarren that time where I fell out of my chair. Uh, pig watch. Anyway, uh, it's Justine Stafford. And I said, Justine, I would love to have you on the pod and I would love to talk about whatever you want to talk about. She was like, I fucking love Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> and I'm like, brilliant. Let's talk about Crash Bandicoot. So we talk about Crash Bandicoot. We talk about how he was her first crush. We talk about kind of PlayStation and uh, early kind of noughties culture in general. Uh, I probe her for all the facts about Nobber, uh, the town where she's from. And, um, and we have a good chat. Justine is hilarious. She's one of the funniest people I know. And it was a pleasure to sit down and chat Crash Bandicoot. And uh, we talk about the Rose of Tralee. We talk about uh, whether boobs and willies are funny in movies. Um, and it was uh, a really great chat. Uh, I highly recommend her podcast, The Substantial Meal uh, Podcast, with um, uh, Martin Angolo and Dermot Ward. Very funny podcast. Um, but anyway, here she is, the great Justine Stafford on the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Show. 
Justine, how are you doing? Uh, how's uh, <laughs> how, how's your commute? Oh, stop. Horrific. I mean, I'm trying to move back up and it's just a nightmare. Yeah. But like, then I get up to Dublin and I want to do my few bits while I'm here. So like, I had to go into Burnt Thomas and get makeup. And I just, you know, when you walk in a door of a place that you mm-hmm. don't belong and suddenly there's a security man alerting two other security people. I'm like, yeah, I don't, we both know. <laughs> and all the women, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we both know I don't yeah. belong here, but I wasn't going to rob the place, but I fucking just might now because of the way I'm being treated in here. It's a disgrace. And then they come out, yeah. yeah, they're honestly like builders looking at my face because I go in to get my makeup mm-hmm. and it's like they're, you know, like a lad doing like an estimate of what he could do for your room. <laughs> like I could, I could do a bit of work up there. I could throw on a bit of see, see what happens. Like yeah. That's what they're doing. The Mac counter coming at you with a trowel. <laughs> that is it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might need two trowels to be honest. But that's so I got my makeup and got out. Great, and get in, grabbed get out. a few perfumes, just put them in the And bag. where would you like, is there like, you know, where would be the best best place if you had to grab stuff at Knobber, where would be the best place to be getting your, your makeup? You can't, I mean, you've one shop. You can't really do that because you're never going to be back in there again <laughs> right you okay yeah. yeah you'll be on their list so you're looking for the so you're looking for the makeup but they also have like those really thin footballs you know the ones where you kick and they're like <laughs> oh yeah club orange the, yeah. the kind of an everything shop the, oh absolutely yeah. that's it and i think it's a good way to tell of a shop honestly i think like the equivalent of a michelin star at a restaurant is having a plastic ice cream cone outside yes, of a shop yes. that's you know what you're onto a winner of a shop that's yeah. a good shop there yeah if they have the big plastic cone outside <laughs> that's how you can tell. Yeah, you know you're in luck. Yeah, but I do. I do miss Dublin and I am trying to move back, but it's just a nightmare. Yeah. And I'm just, as well as that, I'm just trying to survive January because like it's been 900 days. 900 days. Mm. January is long. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, sorry. I thought very... you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in general cold. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, Jesus. Oh, has fuck. it been? Oh my God, yeah. three years. Yeah, no, it has. It's been, I mean, I mean, it's also, <laughs> it's also like, did you, did you, did you mess with any of that dry jam? No, I just thought, look, life's hard enough. And as yeah. well with the fact of the lockdowns and everything going on, it's like, come on, really? Yeah. And as well, it's just the most depressing month. And then my birthday's on the 2nd of January, which is honestly the worst day of the year. Oh my God. Like, you know, everyone starts their New Year's resolution on the 1st. Yeah. So like, you're, you know, you're going to stay strong for day two, January 2nd. Everyone's money's gone after Christmas. Everyone's sick of going out of the place. It is honestly the worst day of the year. I'm depressed. I wouldn't even give you a kind of, hey. No. <laughs> for January 2nd. <laughs> like half a used tin of roses as a present that's what you get as well as people just got shit for Christmas they don't want they'll give you as presents oh, that's no I mean I, I'd be all kind of like you know this reminds me of and this is a weird tangent I went to go see Boyzone in <laughs> whoa now whoa now when was this I went to go see Boyzone in Hyde Park uh, when I was living in London and there was a song that came on that Stephen Gately would have sang mm. and all the lads kind of did like it, was, it seemed very impromptu Ronan was all like Look, just want to, you know, say a few words about Stephen, you know, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, and then Shane and then, yeah, and then Keith, yeah. yeah. And then everyone was kind of saying, and then Mikey at the end was all like, I know, look, just again, what the lads are saying, they just want to say a few words about Steve, but like the crowd oh, were kind of out of sympathy. Bet, yeah. That's what that makes me feel like for January 2nd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for your birthday. Oh, it's kind of like, hey. I mean, he you had know? fatal deviation, though. He's not doing He did have fatal deviation. deviation. Yeah. Chopping <laughs> up his gack with his Dunn's value card. What a, oh, what a flick. Oh, wow. What a movie. What, what a, a movie. movie. Yeah. Um, the and last what... time I saw you, sorry, just yeah, remind me. You fell off a chair. I did fall yeah. off. Well, I didn't fall out of a chair. I fell into, and then the chair collapsed on top of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd love to say I've lost weight since then. 
<laughs> I'd love to tell you that. Come on, but no, no, they were flimsy as fuck. Oh, they were. Yeah. 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 But you know what I felt as well, like when then uh, then afterwards, when they, they took away your chairs to be like. <laughs> that was rough now that, because that I was, was kind, enjoying you know, a good sit. It was a good sit and it was yeah. a good director's chair. So we did the Home Alone uh, commentary. And then uh, as I was pointing at Marv coming in at the baubles and I'm like, you know, those baubles are actually made of candy. That's why they don't hurt his feet. <laughs> and then my chair just, just absolutely yeah. collapsed. But, you know, like sometimes it's like. Let, you know people like oh no, making a bigger deal about it then afterwards mm. and then when they took away your chairs I felt a bit embarrassed you know yeah that wasn't ideal that's really why I wanted to come up here to address that you addressed that chair I, yeah. I haven't let it go uh, <laughs> it's been noted and... like I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Kelsey Grammer he's mm. doing like Frasier he's doing like this talk of like Disney and he's like you know, the, the, you know the, the Magic Kingdom. And then they had Epcot and he's walking across the stage. He's got his amazing voice and he just yeah. falls flat off the stage. No. Just walks straight off the stage thinking there was more to the stage. And oh. then the whole show stops and the audience just looking at him. And then he's sitting on the edge of this step and he's got like five people around him. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like rubbing his leg. Like, and everyone's making a big, like, and everyone's like trying to think, what do we do? You know, but like he just fell. Like, and, oh you know, but everyone's kind of stunned. That's that, what I felt like. Yeah, that happened to me in the International. I fell onto the stage, like directly going up and like, on great yeah and what I'm is like, that about five millimeters <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the more impressive part it was like <laughs> yeah. falling up is fun. fun yeah yeah but it's like this is a great set i have to win them back from this i'm not sure how this is gonna go and as well because a lot of my friends had come to that show so they're like, yeah. great Aww. they're seeing me at my peak this is it What's the worst gig you've ever had? Probably that one. I would say that one because then I was going home afterwards. Really? Were you on I, the back foot from when you fell? Were yeah. You kind of, yeah. I just, it was, it was, it was a ropey road back. Uh, yeah. But then literally afterwards I was on the Lewis home and I got out of my stop and these 14 year old boys tripped me up. And I thought, <sighs> what is happening? I, I, you know, and I questioned, should I just, should I just quit? Not even God. comedy, just life at that point. I was like, maybe, maybe <laughs> it's just too much. That is such a coincidence and not to victim blame, but somehow your fault. I don't know. It is. You called no, it on worry. yourself. You brought it on yeah. yourself. I don't know. I'm not I right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully agree. I probably shouldn't be wearing roller skates on stage. And That's just the thing general. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't swear. Do you remember there was a time they were banned from shopping centers? They were like yeah. the thing, never mind knives or guns. We don't want Heelys in here. We don't want Heelys. No. I would have loved Heelys. Yeah. You know, I that would I'd be all over just going by windows, just staring <laughs> oh, at people on their bottom floor flat, just going by under Heely, like looking in. Yeah. You know. And I remember I got I wasn't allowed to get the official ones because my mom was like very like you'll break your neck. Yeah. I mean, she was right in fairness. Look at what happened to me years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but on a flat surface. But uh, let's get you the cheap ones with no ankle support. Get me the cheap ones <laughs> where the wheel falls out and I'm mid glide in the school thinking yeah. this is it. Gonna fucking get those bullies today and, then, and boom. But become a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes a shoe. Exactly it, as yeah. if by magic. It's yeah. Yeah. Do you think because when I have people on this this pod, I often think, um, like I, I wanna ask about like things that you're mad into or things you have a lot of enthusiasm for. Mm. But I'm also I also tend to be curious about like, you know, what kind of shit were you into? Like what kind of like subculture? You know, because I was like an emo yeah. and I was like a little hippie wow, goth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time, big oh, time. Did you drink cans of Monster? Uh, no, that no. was a bit after. Oh, okay. I did actually, early after wave. I stopped becoming a, an, yeah, the early wave. No, yeah. <laughs> I was just drinking tears. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice, yeah. Uh, no, although I did have a bit of a, a Monster addiction when I was working in a stock room. I used to drink two two big cans a day of pineapple oh, Monster oh. a day. And I don't think I had a... <laughs> Poo. <laughs> oh, I don't think I for had a, full a year. yeah, like I well, certainly not in its solid form. <laughs> wow. I think I peed for two years. That's outstanding. Yeah. But that is a thing that literally I've anyone that I know that has worked in like 
DVD shops or game shops, they honestly do. Because I thought this is a stereotype. It's not real. Yeah. They honestly do all drink Monster Red Bull. I'm they like, do. This, is there like a, do you get a discount or something? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you show your fringe and then they're <laughs> yeah. like. All right, okay. Yeah. No, I'm at a Dezoa now. That's actually the Rocks Energy drink. Yeah. Um. So, well, it's not available here, but as soon as it is, I am. <laughs> getting on that <laughs> getting brand on that. ambassador. Yeah. So, what, what, were you in Tanya Were you a rocker? No, I was, I would Juggler. say, a confused <laughs> child. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just trying to stay upright was my biggest concern. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah because I... I found photos recently. Yeah, because I used to juggle. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a very confused style that I would wear uh, soccer jerseys with a waistcoat over them <laughs> and tracky Fila bottoms and Fila runners. And that was my <laughs> style. And I mean, I think I was just handing, you know, bullies more <laughs> ammunition. I'm like, do you know what? If you can't pick up my face, here's my outfit. You know, go for it. It's well, you just put like, no, because I, re- I can relate to that. I used to wear like a luminous Diodora track suits, you know. Oh, stunning. With the tearaways, that, yeah. you know, that it would never tear away, but would always get caught in a door. And then all of a sudden, mm. underwear. They were heelys, never <laughs> shoes. They were trousers, never underwear. You know what I mean? These things oh, happen so quick. fashion back then. Yeah. It peaked. Where, so what, where, what, where were you basing where did you see the waistcoat? Do you know what? It was on sale in Penny's one day that I thought, do you know what? I'm going to make something of this. This yeah. is, I'm onto something here. And I mean, I would wear it over hoodies. I would wear it. <laughs> it just went ever. But well, it was because I was overweight. So I think I was like, this is going to hide and distract from the fact that I have a stomach because waistcoat. Waistcoat. <laughs> you can't. Like, well, it has those three buttons in the one that kind of actually just gives room for your waist. It gives, you, yeah. It's actually more of a shoulder coat than a waist coat yeah. really you know? yeah pretty much but it's yeah. kind of like a reflective jacket in hindsight for showing off the mm. fact that you have a waist the clues in the name and yeah. that you're overweight so it, especially those little pointy arrows that literally <laughs> point yeah. literally pointed you yeah. Yeah. yeah so again just handing out to the bullies yeah insult me for this I my brother-in-law <laughs> one time we was at his, was, it was actually at his wedding and he also was he got into juggling he got into Diablos wow. he got into all that sort of stuff and I dropped something. I think I had, I think there were these kind of like the paperweights to like hold down kind of like balloons and stuff yeah. like that. And I had like three of them and I actually just dropped them and I threw them in his direction and he caught all three yeah. and started juggling them. Oh, yeah. And if that isn't the moment to really show off your skill, have you ever had a chance to actually mm. really like, this is a real life moment. I've been waiting for this moment. It's when people don't know that you do it and then that yeah. someone throws it to you and I did it on a date once and <laughs> that is the hottest shit <laughs> well no there wasn't a second date but I thought <laughs> I'm definitely out of something here you yeah. know because then you're like see see that ball control that could be you that could be you <laughs> if you're lucky I wasn't yeah and I fell on him so I <laughs> it was a, one skittle and two balls and they were like I could even just do multi yeah <laughs> but yeah so that that was it because yeah. um that it's it's best when someone doesn't know you can do yeah. it and then you just casually drop it in. Do you know what? And I'm sorry to say this. This is just uh, being a despicable man here. If you juggled on a date, if I was, if I was at a date and the woman juggled, <laughs> I I would be so jealous mm. that I actually don't know if I could get over it. <laughs> that's Okay, I'm going to find myself that that's why he didn't text no, me No, I think yeah. so. But like, I think I'll be like, oh shit, you can do that. Well, I'm a wordless piece of shit. So it, see ya. It's the same with some guys with the idea of girls being funny that they can't really come to terms yes. with. It's, it's that same thing. I'm Well, I'm flattered that you would think that. Yeah, I would. Because we were discussing it last week and um, <laughs> this is basically my last year if I ever want to go for the Rose of Tralee. Uh, I've never <laughs> yeah. had it really in my mindset to do it. But then, you know, people ask me, what would your talent be? I'm like, oh, I'd have to juggle. Yeah. What else could I do? Yeah. I don't, I think Dahi O'Shea would appreciate that. Oh, he'd love it. would be a bit of fair play to it. 
I was thinking he could even throw me in a few potatoes. Yeah. Just fresh from the ground. He picked them himself. Yeah, and just keep going and see how many you can get going. <laughs> yeah. He should do it, Justine. I, you know. He should do it. I had a friend go for it for like the mead one and um, didn't get through. But I just remember all the free like trips they went on and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds a bit fun. But I did a pod on, on it. Um, the, the escorts have to pay. What? To do it. What? Yeah. And um, sick and then if they get with the one that's engaged and is uh, like about to get proposed to by their American boyfriend <laughs> on stage, like you could have escorts yeah, going yeah. thinking this is going to be my weekend, going to pull <laughs> and I'm with the engaged girl. That's. But I, you know, I actually think you do very well, Justine, because what, what you because um, you are judged not just on what you do on the stage. You, you go around the town like you yeah. talk to people <laughs> mm. and it's how you're kind of chatting to people through the whole time. I don't know. Me and my Heelys going around for the, <laughs> I don't know, falling onto the fucking stage again. She can't stop falling. She can't stop fucking, <laughs> fucking talent. She can't stop falling this one. I don't think because that's heartbreaking. You know, when you see the girls that go for it and they don't make the live show. No. That's... Yeah, oh, and like Meath had a like running streak of yeah. never getting on the live. I think they've only been on the live show like twice. Wow! Yeah, so it's a bad start. Really, that'd be the perfect one. I mean, the the, the bar just is so low. You must. <laughs> no, but maybe if you don't, yeah. Mm, yeah. No, the Meath Rose won it like three or four years ago, and right. she had recovered from cancer and is now a doctor because of that and wants to cure and help people that are suffering that I'm like I sorry juggling <laughs> with Heelys you used to juggle now do the videos <laughs> I, I'm going to put on a waistcoat that is today's talent <laughs> like I can't really compete with that yeah would you ever do the escort thing um, <laughs> for that, the tree, for the rose that, that ship is long past <laughs> but I mean I would have I would have liked it because I mean it does sound it, it sounds quite like militant and mm. boot campy it's kind of like you might have to be called upon at any point to like hem a dress <laughs> you know you might be called at any point to, to fix a shoe or carry a glass slipper somewhere this is and thing. I could do that like crawling under shit like tough mudder <laughs> yeah. no wearing a waistcoat getting a shoe to someone on time maybe I'd yeah. get it late like I think they should have done instead of Ireland's Fittest Family for like the 900th season they should do like Ireland's Fittest Escort and like building their way up yeah. to the roads of that'd be far more fun that See, would the task I'd be given at Escort would not be the norm of just like could you fucking pour us another pint there or just <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hold yeah. that while I go for a piss I don't think I fit the criteria for but they do have to do whatever you want like they oh, do don't say that to me now <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you you should get in there and be oh, like this God. my slave um, escort um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's mm. yeah, it's 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 a very <clears throat> difficult thing to describe to people outside of Ireland, though the Rose of Tralee, because it's it just so incredibly Irish. It's not like a Miss World. It's not because then you do have just someone like doing a talent of making a ham sandwich or something like yeah. that. That you're like, oh. But that's the thing. It, it was best described by um, a researcher on my pod, Ben Clifford. He was like, it's more the kind of like it's not the it's not the Miss World. It's not the hottest woman. <laughs> it's the best person to bring home to your mammy like it's the <laughs> oh best God, person yeah. it's the best person to bring that's in it. like future wife material yeah. you know yeah, that's a very accurate um, description but now the married women can get in yeah they changed that yeah yeah and they brought up because i would have been out last year they brought up to 28 it was Listen. always 27 so this is my final cut off year which is depressing this is it come on they're doing it for you justine I, is it a sign <laughs> who knows um so look we were you i asked what you could talk about anything in the world mm-hmm 
Um, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to be giving it, put on a big massive pedestal because <laughs> I know how sometimes when <laughs> sometimes people present me, so this is the best thing in the world, and you have to. But um, I asked if you were to talk about that and what you talk about, and you were like, you know what? First thing comes to mind probably Crash Bandicoot or yeah. like PlayStation One era games. Yes, is that exactly an important that. time for you? Was that an enjoyable time? Oh, a very enjoy- enjoyable time because honestly, this was like my um, sexual awakening in that the first, <laughs> <Bandicoot>? <laughs> yeah, the those first... jeans, man. He's a little tease. They are just sitting on his hip. His chest knows. as well. He's Honestly, good looking. I'm sorry, but the whole game derives around smashing boxes. <laughs> he can fucking smash mine any day. And I will, if you're listening, Christ, because you're a real person yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, but no, because that was TNT. the first, because like, that was my first crush. Like, who was your first celebrity crush? Do you know what? Along the same lines, there was... Um, you're there... not having him. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's mine. <laughs> no, but like, I could even show you a picture. Uh, my first crush was like Gadget Hackwrench from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Oh. Who on along the same kind of you know cartoony kind of yeah. animal vibe? Also in Sonic the Hedgehog, the show he had a kind of a friend mm-hmm. who was kind of in the nip, but had boots, and she <laughs> it was kind of in the nip, but like I don't even remember what her name was. Um, but it was also on the kind of same being like Maid Marian from you know um, yeah. from Robin Hood, that fox, mm-hmm. you know. So I get I get it, yeah, because it's kind of you're just coming out of the kind of these are the animals that kind of you know cover your 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 walls and yeah. stuff that are meant to be like showing expressions when you're a kid and then you're kind of having weird feelings and you're like this one's actually attractive kind yeah. of in love with this one and I'm not ready to move on to actual people and fancying them because that seems problematic they yeah. might reject me whereas I don't think this cartoon can because no. if I just push square again he'll just spin <laughs> hey escort him. spin for me <laughs> yeah. do like Crash did um, a friend of mine uh, I went to college with he had this awakening. He had this it was wallpaper on his the, of all these animals, and there was this giraffe on it, oh. right? That had these gorgeous eyelashes, right? <laughs> and he had it there until he was like eleven, mm-hmm. right? And he said that he was in love, like in love with the giraffe. Oh and he didn't God. see it was like his unrequited love. It would never happen. It, he was a giraffe. <laughs> he was a boy. And he she was living on a wall. And he came home one day and his parents, as a surprise, had done up the bedroom no. oh. and had gotten rid. And he was, he screamed. <laughs> he even brought it up to me in college and he was like, I actually haven't gotten over it. I was in love oh. with her. My God. Like he would have featured is... on like a TLC kind of like weird, you know, yeah, weird, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, show. Is, yeah. My weird love or yeah. whatever. Um, he would have married that thing. Though. He would have comfortably married it. <gasps> taken it off, pasted and it on something. Did they like burn it? Like as in, was it gone? Did it he gone. find it from the bin? I mean, it would or... have been in the skip, you know. Would it have went been... to a farm. <gasps> Imagine had he seen it with this fucking scraper. <gasps> it would have been... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. Um, oh no. But anyway, no, sorry. I'm jumped on about two coffees. I'm jumping on mad tangents. Oh, no. That's years of trauma. That's honestly, that's a <laughs> it is. that. That's... Yeah, you just have to respect these things Can... and explain they're not real. Can he not go to the zoo now? Like, is he... <laughs> Traumatized. Well, giraffes just are so <laughs> fucking insane looking. Yeah. They are so striking. Yeah. They have eyelashes that are so beautiful. You know, like in the Circle of Life, Lion King, mm. and you see the, and those eyes and the eyelashes yeah. come out, and they have fucking like alien oh. antlers. Like if you never saw a giraffe before, I did say to my wife before we had our son, I was like, I'm never showing him an, an animal, <laughs> and then for every year for his birthday, I will show him a new animal, oh, wow. and he will what only have the context of the last animal. Yeah. And on his 18th birthday, I'll show him a giraffe. And Mind blown! Wow, you know? I'm just fascinated by your friend of like the idea. Can he have tall friends? Like, does yeah, that even... exactly? It's probably affected him. I reckon he's quite tall as well. Aww. I I reckon it kind of does shape you because I remember my first crush in, in school was like a ginger girl, mm. and she looked a bit like Maid Marian, and it was like, oh my and God. so it's really yeah. from the first, and then adding on, yeah. you know. 
And to be honest, Pornhub kind of uh, <laughs> suggestions, you know, it's kind of like it's all kind of linking together. Yeah. You know, um, but Crash Bandicoot for you, he's a buff looking yeah. thing. Oh, he's got yeah. cool shoes, gloves. Did you like the glove? Oh, I bloody did. Of course. <laughs> I oh, he was such a bad boy. He really was. Yeah. Um, and as well, because again, like Sonic the Hedgehog, I had a thing for him too. Yeah. Totally. And your attitude. You like an attitude. Yeah. yeah. Again, he had a thing for rings. He was always looking for them. I'm like, yeah, let's get on that. <laughs> Not so fast though. He's like, wants to be the fat. I'm like, okay, once we're at a at a time, Sonic. So one smashing rings, one, well, one's collecting rings, one's smashing yeah. boxes. Yeah. And then knuckles, except you don't really want that fist in you that quick. No, you don't. Take off the gloves, mate. Yeah. Just take off the gloves. <laughs> yeah. I love your dreads and all. You got a good thing going. First. Yeah, yeah. I know you'd, be the, you'd pass me a split at the. At, fucking, at EP but take off those gloves bro before you yeah. get in here yeah. yeah no there's definitely I think all my first crushes were video games because these yeah. can't hurt me and like Rayman oh, Rayman yeah I don't think him Rayman. and the big schnoz yeah and did you play Gex Gex yeah, yeah. into oh, the gecko I bloody loved him yeah <laughs> but no Crash was number one and always was and always yeah. was forever and ever Rayman. so so right Crash Bandicoot comes out in 96 yes. in Ireland that means we probably would have got it in 97 so what age are you then playing playing Crash yeah, I when well, I was born in '94, so I'm about seven by the time my brother. Well, he actually had played it. Yeah, yeah, okay, great yeah. Because I mean, I just remember it was like the Pied Piper, you know, with his flute. I could just hear these sounds coming from. Yeah, I could just hear it coming from the sitting room, and I went in to see what are these fascinating noises. Yeah, and it was my brother after buying and playing Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. and I was like, I. This is it for me. He's Bandicoot. I'm, I'm in. I'm hooked. You know? Crush Bandicoot. And I remember taking days off school because I had to finish the game before my brother. Because we only had the one memory card. So we could yeah. only save. It's his bloody game, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was... I had to be the one to finish it. And uh, <laughs> I, I really devoted a lot of time to that little Bandicoot. Yeah. Yeah. So what So what age, what age would you have been for, for that kind of awakening for, your, for, for you uh, for Crash? Seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was doing research and like his full name is Crashworth. What? <laughs> Crashworth Ugh. Cortex the first. He's a Cortex? Yeah, because he was like tried to be mutated by him and he's this like half rejected. Oh, of course. Yeah, and that's his actual title, which didn't sit well with me because it sounds a bit... It's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want to shame, but uh, yeah. it's a bit... Mm. But if it was, the you know... The first? I mean, what? If it was kind of Fitz Crash... You know, or yeah. something like that, or kind of, you know, Crash Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but that- yeah, no, I used to love Crash. I remember when I got a PlayStation. I got a PlayStation, right? And my dad did the most amazing thing. He was telling me, this is when my dad, when my parents separated and my dad was all like, so I want to get like a games console, you know? Mm-hmm. New lease on life, a new oh. man. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. I want to get a games console. What games console should I get? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I think, you know, and so I'm like 10 at the time and I'm like, well, I think you should get a PlayStation. PlayStation's kind of for adults. SNES is kind of for kids, kind of for little kids. Mm-hmm. And even Sega's kind of for little kids. PlayStation's kind of for adults. And Crash Bandicoot's pretty cool. Like, oh, all the yeah. kind of teens are playing Crash Bandicoot. And he's like, cool, cool, right? I'm going to get that for myself. And then on Christmas, it was all the big ruse. And it was to get it for me. <gasps> oh, And I woke wow. up. And on Christmas, I had PlayStation Crash Bandicoot. And I couldn't fucking believe it. And I was over the moon. That's that was probably the greatest, the single greatest moment. Do, do you know the only comparison I have to that is that when I worked at McDonald's, this guy came in and was ordering a McFlurry and said, uh, what McFlurry do you like? And I said, oh, well, I like the crunchy one. It's nice. And then he bought it and gave it to me. 
Now that's not a PlayStation and Crash Bandicoot games. There's not really, and I couldn't even. I was like, man, no. I have a four-hour shift left. That's just gonna melt there. I don't want this. Get out of here, you schmuck! And it was just ridiculous. You but worked at McDonald's. I did, yeah, on Connell Street. Always wanted to work at McDonald's. Do you know what? It like not the work. Like I, I actually had a good time there. I liked yeah. the job. I did it in college, and um, it was. There was a lot of benefits to it and you could get a McPassport, they called it, whereby you could work in any McDonald's in Europe if you wanted to leave. Really? Which was nice if you wanted to just leave and, you know, live in another country and have a job secured. But it wasn't even, I remember doing the interview and they were like, why do you want this job? And I was like, I just love McDonald's. I love the food. And then the first day you don't get paid for your hour lunch. They give you a 10 euro voucher for food. And like the manager who'd interviewed me was like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, geez, no, I won't eat any of that. And he goes, I thought you loved McDonald's. I'm like... Oh God! Oh God! Uh, but there was a guy who used to spend his lunch on ten one-euro hamburgers, and every single day, oh uh, he's long gone now. God love him, but he uh, <laughs> diabetes got him in the end. But you know, I was impressed by that. I just didn't want to be that every single day. And that that was the biggest no. problem with yes. not gaining a substantial amount of weight, where I'd need the waistcoat again to try and hide the fact that I gained weight. You know, start putting a few waistcoats on, <laughs> covering remember, yourself in waistcoats. Yeah. But I remember the first day that I worked there, it was like. They brought us in and they were like going through the health and safety procedures and they were like going through what to do if someone rings and says they've planted a bomb in the restaurant. And I'm like, hang on a day one. I thought we were learning, you know, <laughs> make a McFlurry or what toy goes in a Happy Meal. I didn't think I was dealing with a terrorist attack on Ronald McFucking McDonald. You know, I'm like, this is day one, really. And then they go, they're going through it and they're like, so the first step is to listen out and see if they use any McDonald's terminology. As oh, it very may good. Mean they're a former employee. Wow, yeah. criminology as part of your fucking training—that's incredible. But also, I'm like, how bad do you have to treat your staff that when they leave, there's a risk they might bomb the place? <laughs> well, do you know what I've realised? The reason, so two things make me—I uh, think of when that one is. I think the reason I wanted to work at McDonald's because it was like the amount of employees they have, mm. there is billions, if not trillions, put into the fact that these people can't sue or should never oh. sue. So <laughs> yeah. they must be, treat their they employees do. quite they really well. Do. You know, yeah. so that must be important. But the other thing that we think of is we were interrailing and you know, like you just get into some sort of like edgelord bullshit chat with your friends where you're mm. kind of like, be as edgy as fuck. And my mate was saying when we were interrailing, he'd have a couple of points. I think I actually said it in Amsterdam, he was a bit high and he was all like if you wanted to do a terrorist attack, what you should do is... Oh, <laughs> and, wow. and this is where he starts the sentence. This is the guy who got the draft taken away. 100%. <laughs> this is what he's gotten into now. You just fucking kill all the drafts. Because <laughs> they're not her. Because <laughs> they're not her. No. Um, do it for her. Do it for her. No, he said... Um, he was like, Joe, you should do if they ever wanted. I think there was... I don't know. there have been a terrorist attack. And he's like, what you should do is um, just call up... Um, Call the, you know, the the government or call the police <laughs> and say, I've planted a bomb in a McDonald's. Oh, my God. And just at oh McDonald's. And I'm, and I'm actually, no, sorry. He said, sorry, he said, if you want to be a terrorist, just bomb a different McDonald's every time. And it would, and it would, and it would bring the world to a standstill. Oh my and we were kind of like, yeah, don't say that shit. No, <laughs> we no. were kind of like, don't say that shit anymore. But we, you know, we kind of were like, oh, well, I suppose we were kind of, the you know, look, you know, we suppose you could do that. You could. And then, um, but then later on, he was chatting to like, we met these like girls and mm. um, while we were interrailing and we were kind of like hitting it off with them. Mm. And he had kind of a couple of drinks and oh, he, no. and he was all like, do you know what I was thinking there? And he brought <laughs> no. it up again. I'm like, don't, oh, don't talk about the McDonald's terrorism thing. 
don't. Have you ever wanted to bomb McDonald's? And then that was the end of the chat. I think they gave us that talk because your friend then, he's clearly done must this. Be, yeah. But as well, the only thing that got me about it was like, they're like, oh, listen now to see if they use McDonald's terminology. I'm like, what does that phone call go down? It's like, hello, I put a McBomb <laughs> under the McTable. Like, what is that? Yeah. You know? Don't cancel my McEuro passport. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know, but uh, that kind of did put a bit of fear in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, They're this coming could for happen. you. They're yeah. coming for you. Yeah, you know. We don't know when. <laughs> but all we yeah. do know is they are coming first, love. <laughs> it's probably Tony's friend. Um, so yeah. Um, so uh, so how, what was what was the different age between your brother who was playing Crash? He's four years older than me. Four years older. Mm, okay, and yeah. it was his console. Yeah. So that's why you have to kind of get in there, yeah. have your, your tryst with Crash Bandicoot, yeah. get in, get out. That's it, because again, the second he'd come home from school, he'd be straight on and he'd be playing. I'm like, come on, man, this is mine. I'm on this. Especially because it was kind of tricky for me because, you know, the whole game revolves around, the first game revolves around him saving his love and interest, Tana, yeah. in the game. Who is not nearly as hot. She no. is seriously punching. And fun fact, they originally based it off of Pamela Anderson. That's who they, they were based off. But the graphics just didn't... Um, you know I can't remember did she have geometric titties no it wasn't a Lara Croft situation okay, triangle yes. titties but it was not I mean it, the graphics just weren't great for her yeah and they actually cut her after the first game because they had like a lot of la- like negative feedback from the software developer of like we just don't like her character and that she was oh. sexist I don't she know. was sexist yeah which I found because I, I would have thought maybe because I still find it interesting that Mario is still chasing after Peach. Is still going after that. Bowser's still snatching up women. Yeah. That that's still happening. That that's yeah. still. And then Mario, and it's like she's never gonna fuck you, bro. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I know it's the honourable thing to she's do. Still but she's never gonna fuck you, bro. No. You know. And look, you should never say this. Mm. But what's she saying to Bowser? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only no, 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 no. I'm only wasn't. I'm completely missed. Um, but yeah so that so it was difficult for me because this game revolves around him trying to save his love interest yes. and I'm like just trying to get him to walk directly into me from the TV screen <laughs> so there was a lot of just playing directly into yeah. my direction because that that was difficult yeah because he's running away the whole time and you're like please <laughs> maybe if I stand at the back of the TV <laughs> yeah exactly you know and again because I'm playing this game to try and help him yeah. win the, the love of his life and I'm like it She's not though. That's me. That's me. You know. Yeah. But, it's conflicted. Do, do you know how I knew that I okay? I'm really into this guy because I was like, do you know what? If that's what he wants, I'm gonna help him get that. Oh my you god, that's, that's so sweet. If you love someone, set them free. Yeah. Say. Yeah. And then she got <laughs> cut after the first game, so I suppose Sarah's <laughs> are fucking right. This bitch. Um, but yeah, that that was tough. She was based on Pamela Anderson. Do you know? Yeah. I I remember um, we had you know obviously Lara Croft. You know mm-hmm. the hottest bird there is oh my mm-hmm. god those triangles mm-hmm. you know but we, don't, don't know if you remember action replay cards no. these were a thing you'd plug into the back of your playstation into kind of like the scart cable oh yeah and you could um you could basically input cheats into no. the game and it would mess with the code and basically so you could do like crash bandicoot infinite amount of lives and you'd put in a 16 digit bit of code oh and it would rewrite the game and yeah. you could like you know have infinite lives and in, or infinite Apples. Yeah. <laughs> fucking loves apples. Wampa fruit. Wampa fruit. <laughs> but see, I adore apples. But I was like, this is meant to be. Like, this is this is. Yeah, it. You keep running. Bring all those apples to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, honestly. But there was um, there was a cheat for to get to cheat. It was a way of corrupting the code to make Laura Croft look naked, mm. right? Oh. And it was in a magazine. And I'm not messing. It was, I'd say, sixteen <laughs> A4 pages. <laughs> Of digits that were about like 
five, like oh font size God. five. And we spent, I'm not messing, like eight hours trying to get this done. We're like putting it in, like, I know, capital P, like reading it out and then eventually getting it. And she's just like one shade of pink, like just one oh shade, God. like cell shaded of pink, you know, and she's blonde. They changed her to blonde as well, Lara Croft. Oh and I'm running around and we're like, all right, this is kind of cop, <laughs> you know? And just thinking about how accessible oh boobs are for, for people these days. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to go through eight pages of code just to get a bit <laughs> flattery. Like yeah. It was tough, you know? Oh my God. See, I don't know if I would have gone to that level for Crash. Now that you say mm. that, I don't think I would. I think he had enough of a tease with the jeans. I didn't need to see more. My imagination filled in the blanks there. See, that's where, that's, where the, that's the difference. And that's Men are just so thing. dumb and blunt. No, I, I think, and I remember talking to a friend about this, about I've never really watched porn. It's never been, never something I've done. And mm. they were like, oh, you're so lucky in the sense of like, they just can't even use their imagination. They're like, I need it like now at this yes. stage. Whereas I'm like, just use my imagination. Yeah. It's fine. Fill in the blanks. Exactly. But and you you have that, and that's a you know that's a well-oiled machine. Your imagination. <laughs> <It> sure is. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I'm like, what does a boob look like in real life? <laughs> draw, yeah. draw a picture of it. It's a smile, yeah. smiley face. <laughs> but you remember even I remember getting like GTA and those games where if you put in the code, you could have like, um all these like the women following you around yeah. constantly but the problem was if you saved the game that bloody cheat never turned off no and it was a, a huge problem because then you're stuck anywhere you walked outside you were just like a magnet <laughs> like a you were all that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it was actually so annoying yeah Those, uh, but I never had the thing I remember getting cheats for Crash Bandicoot but it was like just triangle triangle O square X like, yeah. <clears throat> that you put in never had that thing that you put into the scare lead yeah no that was I mean it was mad you're kind of you know it would totally corrupt the game and yeah. it would you know it would glitch it be glitchy as fuck because it wasn't like if these weren't built it was like messing with the code to make yeah. it kind of like infinite do you play much now no I don't that's it's great thing. good good yeah. you're out you're out of it but you know the thing because you're out I, of the fucking skag I, yeah I got onto the nicotine batches actually for it <laughs> but I I found basically Crash Bandicoot was developed by Naughty Dog for mm. the first three games and up until CTR the Crash Team Racing and then I got taken over by Vivendi and to me they changed what Crash even looked like right and it yeah. was like the way fucking EastEnders gets a new Ben Mitchell every yeah. actor every two, <laughs> yeah. two episodes and like we, we can't come on it's like yeah. the Simpsons and Homer you know changing you know yeah. from those early seasons I was like it's not the Crash I fell in love with no. anymore no. and the games just kind of lost really what they were about yeah it just kind of got a little a little just to uh come on now i just we're done with this but i suppose i mean keep in mind you were kind of filling in a massive blank here where you where you're you're putting a lot of emotional weight on the fact that he is running to collect mm-hmm. all the apples to come to you for a big apple feast that's yeah. where that's the yeah. world you're living in and now they have to like do like narrative and they have to do all this yeah it, it did it just took the fun out of it for me yeah. um and because I, I love ctr that's like probably the last game of them i remember they did crash bash and different ones it was like more like a party game that you could play yeah. with friends i was like no this is a private thing between me and crash thanks very much i don't <laughs> want more people getting in on this yeah. but it it just yeah it's not i didn't get as much into i think playstation 3 was the last console I had. Mm. I'd always been PlayStation, though. Um, well, what's interesting now recently is that PlayStation um, don't own the rights to Crash Bandicoot. <gasps> so essentially Activision have the rights oh, to wow. Crash Bandicoot. And they were now recently bought by Xbox. So <gasps> Xbox own no, that's Crash Bandicoot. fucking now. wrong to me yeah, now. That's yeah. entirely wrong. And Spyro, I think. Be- oh, yeah. Because the thing about Crash was that it only was available on PlayStation. Yeah. For like the first 
three games I th- even up until CTR he and was kind of like a placeholder mascot that's what I fucking loved about it as yeah. well because I was so diehard PlayStation yeah. like, and it was that's really upset like, I know I don't, I'm so sorry no, I'm, but I'm it's, a different, it's a different crash yeah it's not the crash yeah because even the voice actor the original guy is called Brendan O'Brien which I just think is like is he from fucking Mullingar where are you, where are you from my ears just <laughs> perked up like a fucking Irish <laughs> meerkat who are the fuck's no, he from exactly and how is he doing this crash voice <laughs> yeah. which is like that must have been how do you even get that job to be like the guy who goes wow or like <laughs> Yeah. That's good. Braxton. That's good. Is um, that your acting lessons? <laughs> Coming, Coming in strong. Yeah. Thousand euro well spent. Uh, but no, he's actually an LA actor, which I wow. was surprised by. That's by surprising his name. by his name. Big mm. spud. I saw a picture and big <laughs> fucking spuddy head on him. But like that must be a fun thing to voice a game like that. Would you ever like to voice a video game? Yeah, I'd love to. I, I was I was about to do I was I did like a kind of a demo for this um this group um and it was, I was kind of like this guy, like Stephen Merchant did a voice in Portal 2. Mm. Um, I don't know if you ever played that. It's a really good game. And he's kind of like this kind of like wisecracking robot that's kind of kind of educating okay. you through the game. But he's also just so self-aware and really funny. And it's, mm. it's probably one of the funniest video game performances. So I had, I, had, I had to do like a similar role of being kind of the tutorial, but with a bit of um, character. But I'd love mm. to do that. Um, Gavin Dre, my pal from Dream yes. Gun, is in all the games. That's unbelievable. He plays the fucking High King of Tara in, uh, in, in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And he's also, you know, V in uh, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. And he's, he's very I good was telling it. my friend that recently because they didn't realize that about the Cyberpunk one. And mm. they were like fucking fascinated then yeah because you, you just would not really it's not if you're not really into games you wouldn't no no you wouldn't you wouldn't but he, he also was just such a kind of <laughs> a lovely kind of like not fixated on social media sort of guy mm. you know and like, oh, yeah you did better. cyberpunk and yeah you know yeah. it's just fun yeah. I, those people that just casually throw in all these things and you're like oh wow what, like, do, I, what do you have so what, how do I get that shit <laughs> yeah. just fucking hook it up to my veins so you yeah. said a bit with Crash that you know they kind of changed them they kind of ruined them yeah. how, how are you with like things that you like say if there's a franchise and it doesn't go the direction you like are you mm-hmm. able to kind of be like look I like what I liked and that mm. nothing's ruined or are yeah. you like they've taken it away from me my childhood is fucked well I remember there was a great it's one of the jokes in um, Between Two Ferns with Zach Gal- Galifianakis and he's asking no, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld says back mm. to him of like how do you feel about uh, The Hangover do you think that you managed to ruin a comedy classic film by deciding to make it into you know a, a franchise or a trilogy did you yeah. think you actually ruined what would have been a perfect comedy movie by cashing out <laughs> and that's a really good question great question isn't it yeah it is um but I, I'm able to just take it for what it was. I yeah. don't get that diehard about it because we're all going to die. Like, you know, life's <laughs> yeah, really, know, don't yeah. get, these people that get really caught up in it, like, they've ruined the integrity. I'm like, yeah, on, it's a game. But the only, like, the <laughs> only, the only string, the only string connecting, like, say, you know, if there's a Star Wars one and a Star Wars two, the only string is you accepting that the one follows the other. Yeah. Like, you're linking them. You're, mm-hmm. you're, and that's your emotional kind of, you know, Investment, yeah, and that's the only thing. So if you can kind of take yeah, that away take a little that bit, away. But like, would you be like that? Would you take things very? I was, and I still can be like that a little mm. bit. Like Boba, this new Boba Fett show. I'm not. I I think they're kind of. I don't like their take on Boba Fett, even though there is no Boba Fett doesn't feature mm. in in other Star Wars. Like he basically has one line, but he's just a figure. He's a presence. So there's no history really of yeah. Boba Fett. So you can kind of do whatever you want, and I'm still like a bit of ruin in Boba Fett. I, know, I do, but I get, intellectually, yeah. I'm able to, you mm. know, I don't get so invested, but I can. 
have my opinions not that I get invested it was like because I can still use my own imagination be like well this is what I would have done if I was doing mm. the origin story for whoever like but it's just like it gets it does get sad she's like you really just cashed out here and it's yeah. like that's sad that you had something <laughs> wonderful and you just wanted the moolah and then you wanted to make crash just a bit different looking you know yeah just oh do you know when something's just a little bit off mm. again it's like the Homer Simpson change that, yeah. was, that was drastic yeah, I really liked him when he was like, Hey, Bart, oh, <laughs> yeah. sleep in your bathwater, Bart. Oh. It shows how far we've so come. How far we've come. Uh, again, just because I, you know, you take that for granted, as you were saying about the, the idea of eight pages of code to see a bit of plasticity. <laughs> like how easily people now can just get stuff. Look how that. easily. But you know what? That's actually at odds with how I view. I kind of view the world at the moment because, you know, like you don't, you know, you don't really see, you, you, you'd be more likely to see a penis as mm-hmm. a joke in a movie than you would a boob in a comedy yes you know um, that it's more likely just to show a flaccid penis for the laugh mm. it's kind of gone to a you know I wouldn't say the pendulum I don't want to use that kind of analogy <laughs> yeah, yes. just men should have <laughs> the right to see tits and hide penises no, um, no but I kind of feel but it, it has probably been the most accessible way in history for people to actually you know look at things like that it just isn't in kind of Hollywood Mm. so it actually isn't but there's something I think funnier about seeing a flaccid penis than you know you look at a pair of breasts and it's like they're meant to be nice or something I think there's a more of a funny aspect to a flaccid because I think previously it was kind of (laughs) just the most in-depth serious discussion (laughs) no this is good because well the thing was right if there was you if there was boobs in a comedy previously Mm -hmm. it was usually because the boobs weren't supposed to be seen yeah. And it was kind of the, ah, yeah. that's assault. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. assault. Yeah. A man's kind of penis is kind of like, that's, it's, it's used as kind of something pathetic. Yes, Which exactly is that. kind of to subvert what we would previously, we led to believe in previous films, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of subverts expectations, you know, Jason Siegel sitting there with his yes. penis out in Forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Marshall yeah. But now for boobs to be there in a funny way, you know, like, I don't know, American, I don't know, is there American World from London? He goes in this women with boobs out you know like our, mm-hmm. our shower scene and porkies and stuff like that it's always a kind of taboo boob yeah, yeah. you know it's Ooh, a titillation pardon the taboob taboob there you go <laughs> yeah Slime. yeah um, exactly that so i don't know how we got onto that but i'm gonna i'm gonna mm-hmm. get out of that mm-hmm. and ask you is your proudest credit uh the knobber wikipedia page where you're featured as a person of note. I did not see that until someone sent me a screenshot and sent it to me. And I was like, what? Because, again, when you're up against the other people, there, sure. there's a blind harpist in there. There's a blind harpist. Turk I saw him. Carolyn is a yeah. blind harpist. How am I meant to compete with that? I don't know. Look at your videos. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. There's a, an arch, architect as well. I think there's four people. Yeah, it. there is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you can't click onto yours and tell you know. Yeah. No, which just shows yet. you that I'm not there yet. But is that, I mean, that's got to be, that's that's like a bronze plaque for millennials like us to be featured on that. Well, that was crazy. Uh, mm. But then as well, someone sent me like a screenshot of this site where it's like a fake wannabe Wikipedia page. I don't know who's doing these, but mm. it's like, have these fun facts about Justine. It's like, did you know Justine was born in Iran? <laughs> like, what? News to me. <laughs> but they clearly like typed something in wrong, but like they were going off. I think Ireland. My, <laughs> yeah, my LinkedIn, they have like infos of like, you know, oh Justine worked as a creator, like these things. But then most comically of all, it says her net worth is 400,000. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, what? Where are you getting this figure? 
Because if the tax man sees that, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that'd be two hundred grand, yo. That fucking, I'm not seeing that money. I'd mm-hmm. love to know where that fucking four hundred grand is. That's the Tri Channel. That's <laughs> as a whole. That's exactly it. Yeah, Once yeah. They think, oh, she's in that. That must be all hers. I'm like, I wish. Is that a Tri Wikia mm-hmm. that you're featured on? Is are all the are all the the no? I mean, this, is, this all comes from, you know, you have some diehard fans from that that just obviously maybe decide to give you a bit of a page or stuff like that, mm-hmm. whereas someone took all my feet pictures and put them on wiki feet um are you on wiki feet yeah yeah they uh, but like you know it's like the screen because i don't put up your converse and your fucking bands. it's like i was on holidays in italy like six years ago and i'm in a sandal and it's i mean like they really had to crop oh in because his sandal is like really small in the picture same with like a pair of heels but they've taken all these and like scroll back through years to put it up but I, I do know too have too many people on WikiFeed. <laughs> but I do have a four out of five star rating, so I mean That's gosh. pretty good. What are they talk, what are they talking on? <laughs> Placement. <laughs> spread of <laughs> <up> toes. <laughs> heel. Yeah, Shock and heel. That's I just don't get it with that. Like mm. and I've had people mess me asking, like some people offered me three hundred euro for a foot pick. Oh my um, god. And I just don't know like I've never done it. Yeah, mm. it's kind of, that's kind of... Where does it end? Then they want an ankle straight. and then a shin. I don't know. <laughs> God forbid the shin. <laughs> a knee. Yeah. Oh, oh God, God, where does it end? You yeah, know? that's that would be like feeding a straight cat, though. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's yeah. dangerous now. Yeah, but again, because then, you know, people that would slide into the DMs that are like, I'm a cash pig, or I don't even, is that the term? There's this... Cash cow? No. <laughs> a pig, no, it's cash a pay pig. pig, a pay pig. A there pay we go. Pig, Getting right, all these, yeah. You're right, we're only showing your son one animal at a time. See, you get confusing <laughs> too do. many of them um, yeah. but a donkey all I have is donkey <laughs> what's that pet there a donkey <laughs> but, um, yeah it's like a pay pig where they just want to send you money and they get like some kind of se- sexual mm. gratification out of that um, which I don't know like it's never something that I've never I just always be like oh god just never something I've dabbled it's, it's, in I mean it's the epitome of notions isn't it mm. like you know sending people photos of selling farts in a jar like the one who fucking ended <laughs> yeah. up hospitalised yeah you know but that's like I mean I'm kind of like genius at the same time like, I know if you could if you could disassociate a little bit and you mm. were like what is it you want me to do okay mm-hmm. and how much okay grant and then you just do yeah. it and then it's done and then you know if you could if the price is right if the price is right you know, you know? Yeah. well no I got 300 last time so 300 is my limit and that's <laughs> yeah. it you send the email you don't think about it again you just yeah. you know they're like NFTs then or some shit <laughs> and a feed oh there you go yeah yeah <laughs> NFT <laughs> NFT NFT oh my god yeah. Taboob and NFT Taboob um, so what else was g- <laughs> hang on I was going to jump onto something else and I completely forgot it um, you do your research for this look at you looking up Wikipedia I did I looked up Nobber oh, uh, yeah. Irish for Uber meaning the it work it is the work yeah and is it hard work <laughs> very because uh, mm. it is it's um, you know Growing up in the country probably explains why I did start to learn to juggle and find ways to distract myself because there's not a lot to do. Um, mm. And like, I do find the difference if then you can move up to the country and like, I really had to learn to enunciate because that's something that, um, you know, when I'm back home, my accent will come out a lot thicker. And I remember starting in college on the first day and the lecturer went around to everyone saying like, how are you getting on and stuff? And I was like, oh, she's just grand no bother. And he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't actually understand a word of that. And it would be... You know, it's tough when you go back down because it comes out thicker then. But you not like realize, you know, because I hear sometimes people say that and they like, oh, so I had to do this, and I realized people didn't like that. Like, mm. do you not realize everyone who told you that is a prick? <laughs> you know, yeah, anyone ever made you feel that is a yeah, prick, yeah. and that you're right. 
mm-hmm. and you just kind of go back sometimes and just scroll through and you're like actually no I was dead right and that person's an absolute prick you know and, yeah you know. no you do in hindsight <laughs> but again I was just being like oh god you know I'm trying to get past the, the waistcoat sag I'm just yeah. like maybe I'll just try and fit in a bit here and try not you know stand out too much sure um, yeah. but yeah no in hindsight definitely but again like second of, even if I have a pint I can just feel the jaw dropping down <laughs> on me and it's coming out you can't you can't hold it back yeah so I don't know if I've uh, been to Meath. Ah, stop. You've definitely been to Meath. Have you been to Teatro Park? Yeah. That's Meath. Okay. Well, okay, so I I I have a general sense of Meath. (laughs) I wouldn't classify. There's kind of like, there's a lot of... Dublin that's kind of spread into me now there is even, sorry about that because like I clean that up <laughs> yeah do get on it <laughs> yeah. the work um, <laughs> but it's it's like spread out that like it's so funny the differences in accents within Mead because you have North Mead where I yeah. am and it's thick like yeah. you know we're not cultured we're agricultured and <laughs> and proud and then you have like Dunboyne where it's yeah kind of like a south side Dublin accent yeah. and then you have like Ashburn where it's north side Dublin yeah. it's actually impressive Michael Fry he's me doesn't he yeah, like yeah he's from Navin he's only about 15 minutes up the road from yeah. where I'm originally from which is crazy because our accents are oh god yeah <laughs> like what are you what, what species are you what's going on here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. it is there's a lot of accents within Meath I yeah. find so what would you recommend what should I so Teo Park right done yeah what else should I check out in, in Meath Oh no! Um, like, <laughs> there's not a lot to do. Okay, say if Anthony Bourdain, right? Anthony yeah. Bourdain had this show called The Layover, and it was a whole thing where he'd spend essentially 36 hours. Oh yeah, in, in somewhere. Place. So he would basically land in the morning. He would be there for the whole day. He'd stay overnight, and then he'd be flying off lunchtime the next day. Mm. So if I only have that amount of time, yeah, what would you recommend if I do get get the, get the best of me? Yeah, I mean, get a few cans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go back to Tato Park, maybe yeah. do it again with a few cans. Um, Tato Park then as well. It's a bit. Of, I mean, you'd you'd go to Navan. Yeah. Kind of our capital, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, you know, uh, begrudgery between Navan and Trim. There's a lot of up Navin, fuck Trim, and a lot oh, of yeah? up Trim, fuck Navin. Now, Navin has a lot to offer in terms of people, because, you know, you have Dylan Moore and Tommy Tiernan and Pierce Brosnan. Sure. All come sure. from, from Navin, and Michael yes. Fry as well. Yes, So wow. there's a lot going on in Navin, so it might just be nice to get That's there. That's a fairly and... jacked um, Wikipedia mm, notable it? people. There you go. You know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, Sorry, actually, I've been to Trim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I think you just forget. Like Dublin is so, you just forget that me. Because I'm sorry, I'm and I, I get I get abused for this, right? My map of Ireland mm-hmm. up until I was 26 mm-hmm. was like the M50 and then <laughs> sea and monsters. You know, like those old maps of the old world, and yeah. it's all like the uncharted lands. <laughs> I know nothing. I'm just yeah. so fucking gormless. I actually, I actually trying to commission a show for what he called Gormless Dub where I would actually go to different counties because I know nothing. Yeah. You know, and I like really, you know, I've, you know, now I've travelled a bit more and it did actually spend a weekend. Trim's lovely. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, two of the best films ever made, Braveheart and Fatal Deviation. Yes. Shot there. So Boat in the castle. It's insane. <laughs> William Wallace is being like beheaded and then like two months later, it's fucking, people are kicking a shit out of each other. What the fuck is this? Honestly, one of my favourite quotes of all yeah. time. And the as well, fuck is you're this? on um, Rob McEnany. Like they located or they went scouting some locations for, for Always, Sunny. Always Sunny there. Really? So Trim's got it going on. Right, and I've been all over me. The Potato Park, I've seen Trim Castle. <laughs> yeah. I have the whole idea mm-hmm. in my head. Matt Damon. 
he they'd film part of the last remember when he was here last year oh yeah the last jewel yeah. yeah part of it that was trim as well remember he was last year super value bag yeah I remember <laughs> the iconic I don't remember the movie just the super value <laughs> remember he was bag. there with the bag he had the foot out <laughs> One snap of him, like that fucking footage, you know, like big foot when he walks like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that must be tough, like because you can't not take the photo. No, of like, course, yeah. The, you just sign up for a part and parcel of being, you know, that level of celebrity that you just take the photo. I heard him on Mark Maron. He was all like, "Stay in this lovely little town called Docky," and I'm like, "That, like you know, mm. people like paint that like it's a small yeah. town, like, and oh, it's yeah. not like the, the the pillar that looks down upon." <laughs> but they probably don't. They probably yeah. don't. You know, like, that's my was... that's my emotional baggage. <laughs> putting on that that isn't the real story yeah. Yeah. but see then if they put him up in Knobber like I'm there like what the hell is Matt Damon going to do in Knobber like as in go to centre and get a box of wedges like that's about the <laughs> yeah. height of the things hey that's you... one big ice cream cone you got outside that shop <laughs> yeah I went to Knobber saw that big ice cream cone you guys got <laughs> like we have uh, D Local that's the pub yeah yeah uh, so because the river D flows through Nobber, so the D's in Nobber, you just it's just all great names. What do you think you would have to do to get what's the minimum you would have to get to have like a homecoming for for, for Nobber for you? Oh god. I see you see you know, around Nobber that I think the likes of Rosa Tree or something would actually that be a would. big one. Yeah. That'd be a big one now. And again, that wouldn't be my cup of tea now. That wouldn't be something I'd be going sure. for. But like say when I did um when I was doing Ray Darcy like and yeah. I did no, yeah, when he was Jesus. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> we could take in here give it a shot as well <laughs> when I was I was about to say when I was on Ray Darcy that's not any better when yeah. I was on the Ray Darcy show um, <laughs> that was big that was big talk yeah, around the parish when you were in comedy when it's... with the greatest respect to the winner but when you were robbed <laughs> but see then on the flip side of that it was that I had said <laughs> you know, paedophile and um, dick live on yes. telly. That kind of brought me down in the parish. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there was a lot of people saying, oh, you know, she was great, but just the language. There was no need for that, you know, that even still there'd be a bit of, that's your one with yeah. the filthy mouth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> See, because my dad's name is Justin. And for a lot, a lot of time people... I was wondering where Justine... Yeah, yeah. they were really thought outside mm-hmm, the box mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time people would go up to him, not re- they hadn't watched it, but they'd heard. Mm. And they'd go up to him saying, I heard you have a fucking filthy mouth. And you're like, dad's like, sorry, what? What are you talking about? Like, this is the think, local. Yeah, or like going up and just be like, oh, you, you think you're a comedian, do you? And he's like, what? Like you, they just don't realise it's his daughter. Really? Yeah. Wow, you look a lot like him. Um, <laughs> do you know when people say that and you're just, what was the picture someone shared? It was like when someone says you look like your dad and it's like The Rock in drag. There was like something yeah, different yeah, yeah. It's like, that's what I always just picture. It's like, there's no complimentary way to say yeah. I look like my dad. Um, so I probably look more like him than my mother, I would say, but I don't really look like either. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. I like to tell myself just because you don't want to hear you look like your dad as a girl. No, no, no I know. I used to say that when people said I look like my mom, I'm like, I'm not a girl. <laughs> no, but that's because you know? then I'd answer the phone and people would think I was my brother. And I'm like, oh, it's great. Now I sound like a boy. Like, and now I look like my dad. Like, it's. Well, you do sound like a girl, but I think you could do a good boy's girl. You could do like a Bart Simpson. Like, I feel mm. like you could, if they, you know, for yeah, a cartoon, see, yeah. you could be a young boy. For the right price. Yeah, for the right mm. price. Um, I have one more question for you. Go on. Well, one more topic I'd like to know. What do you think, if you grew up in this age, like say you were 16 now, mm-hmm. what kind of, what, what of the stuff that you've seen, all the weird kind of subcultures that people like, people are mad into like fucking furries and people are, mm-hmm. you know, mad into TikTok dances and stuff like that. Where, where do you think you would fall now if you were like 16? What kind of shit do you think you'd be into? It's actually really tough because I grew up 
with the internet not on the internet and I think the generation now yeah. are on the internet and mm. I think it's diabolical like mm. and so much of the stuff that I do is on social media and I hate it it's such a love hate yeah I'm trying to find a social media that goes one way like just put stuff out yeah and that and I, I can't I don't have to I, I, yeah it's it's and that's why I'm trying to do more stuff this year like writing stuff for like TV or like trying to get more into that kind of thing because I don't want to be doing stuff on social media the whole time because then as well like you go off it for a few days and I'm like I'm missing out like and I don't have yes. I don't have videos to make that are relevant because I don't know what's happening online mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening and it's a horrible horrible saga so you're tethered was, you're tethered yeah, permanently aren't you it's, it's tough uh, for all of us mm. um, but like I'm thinking about when I was 16 Beeble was just that you know mm. I think that's where we peaked with social media where you just had to put in a, an arrow saying random legend to the left your top 16 Perfect. was your biggest that's it. fear that was yeah. your biggest stress I'd, I'd you know? have mine in order you know mm. to be honest be a couple of dregs down there at the bottom mm. I like, know and you just had to put them in because they put them in your yeah. you were in theirs I'm like, I want yeah. to oh, right, what so. was your flashbox I had Brick from Anchorman Oh great Yeah just doing a load of quotes That's brilliant But see because that used to scare me When you'd go onto someone's page And it would be a video from YouTube That the first like 20 seconds don't play So you think mm. it, they didn't have one And it's quiet And then suddenly Cascada Is being yeah. blasted out in your face Yeah, yeah that's tough That was Ah that was, oh, people. people. Did you have another half? Um, what do you mean? What was another half? Yeah, another. You could have like your friend or like someone as your other half on Bebo. Or oh, I think <laughs> that might have been something that I. You're I, an emo. You you probably had it's complicated and that was. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I preferred MySpace because MySpace was kind of like just you know you could kind of adopt a fake. You were kind of you could put like an X Tony X. Yeah, you know it was less yeah. about school. It was more and you know, not everyone was on it. You had to be really cool to be on. MySpace in Ireland I think it was yeah. far more of an American thing so like I had cousins in America that that's why I was on it but like there was feck all people from school and it was yeah. all the people into music that were on it so yeah it like, the cool I put my music on there that's why I found a lot of music I would actively seek out unpopular music you know just because you yeah. want to be that that, that hip yeah. and trendy you want to oh, get there you were ahead of the curve I was yeah. there my friends just like there you know right in front <laughs> oh, covering getting the angle I was going on to ratemyteacher.com do you remember that website yeah it was great yeah. Like, Mrs. O'Reilly yeah, yeah. <laughs> one star one star one star why did you let me go on this website one star <laughs> why did they make that a thing it yeah. was such a nightmare they barred it in our school they were like don't be using that oh, and I'm like well God. we fuck well now we fucking will <laughs> yeah, yeah. picture of an egg being like like, yeah, they beat me up, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and yeah. it was clearly like the teachers going in and writing reviews about themselves. That was totally happening oh, in yeah. school. Because it, like... it was really like well worded <laughs> yeah. and like you Good know grammar. I found yeah their attention to detail immaculate. What's fucking <laughs> the English teacher? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, but yeah. In, if I was yeah sixteen today, oh it's so hard to know. It's mm. it's actually it would upset me to think that I'd be growing up making TikTok dances because I don't yeah. think I would have gotten into juggling or. Waistcoats, uh, because I'd be too distracted with me. Yeah. I think I would be making, making all those like fake Dawson's Creek, almost being like, you walk in POV, yeah. walk in, being like, you know, how could you, how dare you hurt me like that? And mm. then like I'm the fake talk back yeah. part. I would have been making all those soap I, operas about myself. This is it. I used to always be making short films and videos, like since I was. 11 I got a camcorder from Christmas and then I started entering like Irish youth film festivals and stuff so I was and you had some monumental success didn't you yeah I was in South Korea representing Ireland madness at 15 and like you're going around the first thing you see when you walk into Seoul is a big 
poster of Pierce Brosnan saying welcome to Seoul and I'm like you're <laughs> from fucking 15 minutes up the road that's insane just go 360 on the plane it was yeah. crazy but then I had a translator for that trip and you're like whatever about translating English but at this time my accent was very mm, indecipherable mm. I felt sorry for that poor translator <laughs> but um so I think I would I'd be making those like I used to you know you'd be doing things with a camcorder and then you couldn't editing software didn't exist yeah. so you would pause and then move to record again and then pause yeah, it. if someone yeah, fucked yeah. up the tape you had to rewind the tape Yeah. so I think I would be doing all those it would yeah. just be on a TikTok now or like an audience like that which is kind of scary because you know that could just take off for someone now and I don't think I could handle sometimes that sometimes it can take off in the wrong way sometimes yeah. someone who is making funny videos you know does that does a, a booty shake yeah. and that blows up and guess what they've now b- hedged their bets on that as yeah, their future rather the than what they actually wanted they want to do exactly you that, know that's completely. a bit scary it's terrifying and then again so much of that and so much of the hate you can get back compared mm. to when we were on it i don't think there really existed as much when i was back well like, in the did, early days there was no real like you know apart from youtube there was no real access to anonymous anonymous people or, yeah. or, or even just anyone you didn't know really mm. you know yeah. But you're kind of pouring your heart and soul out there, and then like I find people like very rude to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, but I think there's just a there's just because you can be an absolute nobody, like, and you can can't be traceable essentially with your fucking user seven nine blah blah blah. Yeah. User, you know that. I think people actively just go on just because they want to just ruin people's days. Isn't it just so <laughs> fucking terrifying that this yeah. is the most accessible mm-hmm. and you know broadcast to the youngest and probably the most you know affecting in terms of people actually being able to reach you mm-hmm. private message you completely and, you know, but that's the, the most like important formative years that truly like if I if I was on that now it would ruin me and I honestly for kids now I just think it's fucked entirely of like <laughs> it's ruining their brains yeah. I really do like social media I, like I don't want to be that owl one you know who doesn't get it but I'm just saying of like to have access instantly to all these comments and feedback about you and then it's shaping of what you how you view yourself mm. you're in the world and everything i think it's it's really scary about what the future is going to be like for yeah people. do you have any ways that you do you have any things that you do to try and like kind of i cry inhibit? okay <laughs> <laughs> great uh, yeah I, I cry and mm-hmm. um <laughs> have a lot of breakdowns um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's really tough to get that balance right because yeah. without it you know you don't have your income or you don't have the thing that you've built up to pursue more of a career and mm. it's like it's such a catch 22 for me anyway i don't know how you feel about stuff at times but like so, i find yeah. it very difficult at times um, i do i do find it i do find it hard sometimes when i feel like i should the obligation to be there and to be mm. posting stuff but then something that's helped recently because i just don't have the time to post as much as i'd like to is i you know like ryan carrick right ryan mm. carrick posted a video there i hadn't seen a video from for, yeah. for weeks came back smashed it out of park and yeah. i'm like there he fucking is there's yeah. ryan carrick exactly and that's the feeling that i feel because i like ryan carrick mm-hmm. so i assume people might have the same feeling for me if i yeah. don't post anything it's just like oh there you are that's great smash it out of park and it's just exactly you know because you take for granted like that people love your stuff and loved your stuff that if you're if there's a six month gap mm. like my fear be geez, if it exists the world will move on and the thing is like Ryan prime example of that no they didn't mm-hmm. people still fucking love your stuff and you're still fantastic that like 
then on the flip side of it I start panicking like oh I'm not putting something out because you you know you, you log on you see how much other people are doing I'm like fuck I need to keep up and then what happens is you're putting out stuff that you don't even really believe in and then you're mm-hmm. like I'm just fucking trying to feed this algorithm that I don't actually yeah uh, my heart isn't in this and that's visible and that people yeah. see that then they're like oh Justine's last video wasn't fucking great was it you know so it's nearly better to not be constantly yeah but people don't but people don't people don't hold you up to the last every single time or, com- or they're not so comparative yeah, you know I, I just I think everyone <laughs> you, <laughs> you know yeah. and also it can feel sometimes that like everyone's being prolific and making things you kind of like amalgamate everyone into one person who was yeah. constantly making something mm-hmm. when in reality it's like oh no they did something and they haven't been up for a couple of weeks but I saw someone else's video or whatever yeah like that, exactly um, but- is this relatable <laughs> have we gotten into relatable territory uh, for people um, no but I, I would love to figure out a way of kind of mitigating the uh, the effects that that, had, that has on me because I even found I had a, I, I've talked about the podcast before I remember having come from a gig mm. and then seeing you did a gig and then thinking, fuck's sake, why am I doing a gig? And I, I kicked and I kicked the, the shit out of myself. Yeah. And I'm like, and I had to remind myself I just came from a gig. <laughs> it's 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 the worst. Yeah. Like it really and like I love these people that I'm like fucking delighted for them. And in the back of my head, I'm like <laughs> But I'm shit. Like I'm the worst. Why <laughs> yeah. why am I not bloody doing things? It's mm. it's so tough. And that there's times where I just honestly do go off of social media don't look at it and that makes me feel so much better because I don't know what anyone's doing and I'm like I can't feel shit about myself because I don't know what people are Mm. doing but then I feel I don't know what people are doing I'm not in the loop it's Mm -hmm. literally two sides of a coin it's it's so tough so what would be your advice for um, for young zoomers that might because I don't swear anymore famously in this podcast so I have a new new zoomer audience oh god I'm so sorry because I let out a few no that's fine look we don't swear we keep this uh, clean oh god sorry you know what would you, what would Thanks you? for telling me at the end of this. No, I'm not messing. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> um, maybe buy a pair of Heelys. <laughs> <laughs> the expensive ones. Yeah, the proper, the full on, you yeah. know, because just glide through your problems. I just think, you know, don't have feelies, have Heelys. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Justine, uh, where can people see your subpar work that only comes out every so often and actually isn't as good as your old stuff? Yeah, um, I have it on my Instagram, which is Justine Stafford underscore. Didn't I, do you know? I actually had it as Justine Stafford, and then I deleted the account when I was like thirteen, and then someone else took it. So I'm Masters. a fool. But yeah, it's and Justine Stafford on Twitter and YouTube and TikTok and you're very good and you're very fucking funny you're very good Justine thanks so much for chatting to me pleasure as always Tony thanks for having me thank you the Tony Gale Wilshire Show